My name is Raphael Garay, and welcome to The Art of Inspiration. Each week, we will bring you the keys to success, ways to build a better mind and body, and keep you inspired in the pursuit of your dreams. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Now, let's go get inspired. Welcome, everyone, to The Art of Inspiration podcast. As you all know, I'm a big believer in mind-body business, meaning that in order to have a true breakthrough in your life, it starts in your mind. The mind and the body feed off of each other. And if you truly hone in on those two aspects of your life, it could lead to a tremendous breakthrough. So the person that I'm sitting with, Eddie Truck Gordon, is one of the world's best examples of being able to master the mind and body and have a breakthrough. Um, so this is Eddie Truck Gordon. He is a former UFC fighter and ultimate fighter champion. Tell us a little bit about yourself. First, I can say thank you. I was like, it's an honor and a pleasure to be on your show. And that was a pretty amazing introduction. I don't know if I could have, have a better one than that. Um, tell you a little bit about myself. Oh, man, I'm an interesting character. Uh, I like to always stay. I'm a proud father because I truly believe that's, like my, that's my biggest gift to this world. Uh, you know, UFC, a tough champion best-selling author. Most people don't know I'm a New York Emmy Award-winning fighter, so they did a documentary on my on my uh, my life, and I won an Emmy, so I'm proud of that. And last but not least, you know, proud business owner. I have my own gym um, that's that's growing super fast, which is a gift and a curse, but I'm ready for all the obstacles, and I'm just super excited to be on your, be your first guest on your show. Super excited to have you. So you've had a ton of accomplishments in your life, and before those accomplishments, we talked a little bit before, you had a lot of obstacles that you had to overcome. Talk to me about some of the experiences that you've had, some of the falls. I never like to say failure because failure, I believe, only happens when you quit. I believe that we all fall, we learn, and we grow. So tell us a little bit about some of the falls that you've had in your life. Man, I tell you what, that's a great question. Um, and I like the way you put it. You know, I had a bunch of falls. You know, I like to tell, I have to compare it to a kid. You know, a kid keeps falling. You know, they don't stop trying to walk. You know, eventually that baby ends up walking. Um, I failed. My my passion was wrestling. That was probably the first true sport that I started to have success at. But it didn't start that way. I remember like yesterday, wrestling in front of my mom. Everybody wants to look good in front of mom, right? Mom's your first girlfriend. You always want to impress. That's the first lady you want to impress. And I remember my brother being a very gifted athlete. He did well in wrestling, so he threw me right in the mix. They just figured genetics don't fall too far from the tree, but that was the furthest thing from the truth. I remember getting manhandled by this kid that I thought was, no way, I'm going to beat this kid. He looks like he's not as strong. He's not as fast. This is, this is, my, this is my match. I'm going to win my first match. It was went absolutely horribly wrong. I got manhandled, and more importantly, I remember getting choked out. Like, I thought I was being choked out by this kid, and I'm yelling at the ref, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And the ref literally, this is a different time now, the ref literally turned to me and said, son, you can, you can talk, you can breathe. And you hear the slap in the mat, pin. I got pinned, I got up, I'm full of tears. I'm looking at my mom, and I'm expecting my mom to just be like disappointed, and and, she like embraced me. And that was like the first time I really truly like dealt with failure. And when she embraced me, it was like, oh, okay. I don't have to be successful at everything. I don't have to win everything. 
I have I have an opportunity to learn and grow. And that was probably the first fall I dealt with. And I think it honestly set me up, you know, for the successes I had in life. And anytime I, I struggle, anytime I, I, I don't do well, I replay that moment. Because, you know, a lot of time I think that we're getting too soft on our kids now and everybody wants to win. And I feel like that win is not as pleasurable if you don't endure some pain, if you don't go through some obstacles, you only have a few falls. I'm actually changing the way I speak now. I'm not saying fail ever again. I'm saying fall because of you. And you know, if you don't go through those falls, you're never gonna really develop. If you're succeeding in everything, then are you really setting your goals high enough? Absolutely. And we had a, a little bit of a pit moment there, so that's thank you for sharing. And that's that's really tough time. And to break out of that, I'm gonna assume that not just a, a physical shift that you have to make, but also kind of a mental shift. So talk to me a little bit about your mindset as you're going through these hard times in your life and you're trying to crawl out of that. What are you doing with your mind? What are you doing with your body? I tell you what, that that's uh, to go deeper. Um, you know, I've I've been through some tough times. Like literally, I remember going through my divorce. I remember going through financial struggles. I remember where there was points in my life where I didn't have a dollar. Like when I say literally scrunching up dollars and you want to provide for your kids. Like like that that's my world. You know, I was fortunate enough where when I came out of college, I was super successful right away. And like everything else, when you rise too fast at a young age, you know, you, you, you feel yourself a little bit too much. And I crashed and burned and went literally broke almost bankrupt. And you know, at that point, I already had my kids. I started everything super young. Bought a house right out of college. Got married right out of college. Before I even graduated college, I had kids right out of college. So I was literally fast-tracking life, and life was just happening, you know, too fast for me. And sometimes life has a funny way of, of keeping you in your lane, and it's with falls. I truly, truly believe that. Because if I did, who knows? I would have crashed and burned, and, and, and I wouldn't even be here today. But I remember taking my son to, you know, my kids to the restaurant. At that point, it was just two of us. Take him to eat, and you know I hold little, did the whole thing. Oh, Daddy's watching his weight, so you guys get whatever you want, because I want to make sure that they got what they wanted to eat, and they couldn't really see that Daddy was broke. I couldn't afford three meals at the time. I had to choose who was gonna eat, what they would eat, but I didn't want to to limit them, and I, and I allowed them to to get what they want, and that was that was literally like heartbreaking for me, like literally heartbreaking because. I have never envisioned myself of being in that in that state, and then going through you know my divorce, just you start to question everything, everything about your beliefs in yourself, and, and and why is this happening to me? And you have two ways to go, right? You could fall into the trap of making an excuse to start blaming everybody else, and why is this going on? Or you could like you know woman up, man up, and just say, it's me. What can I change in my life? Whether somebody did you wrong or not, doesn't matter. What can I do to get out of this? Because things are going to happen to you regardless, right? It's all about how you're going to react to it. And how I shifted my mindset is going to be the corniest thing you ever heard in your life. Probably not for you because you're going to probably value this. But I never read books. Never read books. School came super easy for me. If I showed up to class and I was just there, I did super well just because for whatever reason, it just, it just came easy. I started to do personal development. I started to try to learn through other people's experiences by reading books redoing audios, listening to something positive. I literally just tried to filter out all the negative in this world. Because for whatever reason, people enjoy tearing people down. 
whether they realize it or not. This, this might just be subconscious. We it's, maybe it's just the news, the media, like everything. You go, you turn on the news. You got an hour of bad stuff that lasts five minutes or something good. I think I truly believe there's a lot more good going on, but we just gravitate towards that car accident, and I just shut it off. I stopped. I stopped looking at TV. I started reading. I started controlling what I was putting in my mind because believe it or not, we have control of our lives. We just have to take control of it. And I literally just stopped putting that negative stuff in my mind. I started reading a book every day, uh, reading a chapter every day, whether it's five minutes. I just literally put time there and started developing myself because just because we're not in school anymore doesn't mean we have to stop learning. And that was my biggest thing. I want to teach myself every single day. I wanted to get 1% better than I was yesterday and then I could get to where I could finally stand up my own two feet and be proud of who I am. And who I am is not just my successes, it's my falls, it's my scars, and you know the successes are the, are the, the little piece. I don't remember the kids I beat in high school wrestling. I don't even remember the people that beat me. Like that, that's, and it sounds so crazy, like I'll meet people like, oh my God, you killed me in high school, right? And I, and I feel horrible about it, but I don't remember you, but you, I can tell you every person that beat me in high school wrestling. It was only three, but I, <laughs> but I can remember their names like it was yesterday. And I don't look at it as like I'm mad at those people. Like they make me better because I'm chasing, I'm constantly chasing those people to make myself better. And I always look in the mirror because ultimately that's the person I want to be better than. That's awesome. I, I truly love that. And what you said, especially about the book, I definitely don't think it's corny. My my own personal breakthrough started with me reading Tony Robbins' Awaken the Giant Within. And one thing I try to impress in my podcast and in my videos is that it's small changes that if you actually incorporate them in your life and you execute them, that make a tremendous impact. And so talk to us about some, so you mentioned reading a little bit, the positive thinking. Talk to us a little bit about maybe some small changes that you've had that you've executed really well that have made a tremendous difference in your life. Oh, wow. You know what? I, I, that's a great question. I um, just writing things down. Writing things down. I'm a big believer in if you put it down, it gets out in the universe. I'm a big believer in energy, too. Like, the energy you put out is going to what you're going to get in. So, when you're writing it down, though, be super, super specific. And more importantly, think like a kid. Think like a kid. Because when you're a kid and somebody asks you what you want to be, some of the answers from these kids are just amazing. Dinosaur. Astronaut. I want to be a wall. Like, what? A wall? Like, they just think outside the box. They think extravagant. And a lot of times as adults, we limit these kids. But when you're writing it down, I want you to think like a kid. Write these goals super, super big. Write them super, super specific so you can almost envision it. You can feel it. You can touch it. You can taste it. And then tell it to somebody. I started to do that with my now wife, and she thought I was out of my mind. She's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, just, 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 I wanted to be this for me to tell you this. And a lot of times, I would know if I hit it on the head, if she would smirk, if she would laugh. Because if your dreams and goals aren't so big that people start laughing at you at first, then you're just cheating yourself. I like to tell people that Les Brown said this, and I, I, re I remember over and over, it's one of my favorite things he's ever said. The problem is not that we don't set goals. A lot of times we do set these goals and we just set them too low and we hit them, and then that's it. Most people hit their goals and then that's it, it's that downfall from there. We gotta set them super high so that you know, if you do fall short, you're probably in a 10,000 times better position than you were before. 
Think about it like with weight loss, right? Everybody always sets a goal. I'm going to hit this weight. I'm going to hit this weight. They hit that weight. They hit the scale. They see the scale. They're super excited. They got that gratification. And then they forget about everything that got them to that point. Next time they check the scale, a month or two later, they're 5, 10 pounds heavier or even heavier than when they initially started. And they wonder where they went wrong. It's because you set your goal too low and you actually hit it. Set it somewhere that's, that's, that's high but attainable, but where people are going to start questioning you and say, there's no way. And this way, it doesn't become a goal. It becomes like a way of life. I, I absolutely love that. So going back, we've had some pitfalls that you've gone through. And then you've incorporated some small things, reading, writing goals down, thinking like a kid. I, I love all of that. It's all stuff that, that, that I do and I try to impress upon other people and it works. Uh, and you're a, a prime example of it. And Aside from being a, an amazing father, amazing contributor to, to society, and you have this, you know, this other part of you, which I, I feel is big, but it's also small compared to everything else that you're doing, is that you're just a tremendous athlete. And that comes with a lot of physicality. And I know that for me, the mind and the body are two things that work in sync. Talk to me about your athleticism what it, what it means to you and what it's done for you, maybe not just in your career, but even in your own mind and in your life. I'm a big believer that the two works, it works hand in hand, you know. Physical fitness and mental fitness, they, they're, they're twins, they're, they're, they're twins. And I tell people all the time, like if you literally mentally feel good, your body's gonna follow shape and form. And if you physically feel good and you look good, like you're gonna be in a better atmosphere, like you're gonna be in a better mental space. and for me, it was huge because I've been on both sides of the train tracks. Like, I grew up my whole life a skinny, scrawny kid. Like, when my brother gave me the nickname Truck, I wasn't a truck. I was more like a, 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 a beetle. <laughs> and I grew into, into the, 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 the truck. But it was a transformation over time. But then I went to Corporate America and I, I blew up. My mirror must have broke. I went up to, oh, I ballooned up. I, I say 325 because that's when I stopped looking at the scale. The scale wouldn't go over 325. That was like the, the, the limits of it. So I don't even know how much bigger I got. And I remember just like waking up one day and like, how did I get here? Because being in shape, and this is right after I played Division One college football, and it was my mental health wasn't feeding my physical health. It was eating at it. It was deteriorating it. And once I got them both in line, not only was I able to get the weight off, but more importantly, keep it off. And people think it's because you're a professional fighter, you're an athlete, you can do that. But it was that wasn't the case. I was I was a corporate America guy that happened to get involved because I just had to do something that to change my life because my mental part was so broken down. And you know, do I think you know? I, I appreciate the compliment. Do I think I'm the most athletic human being in the planet? No chance in the world. I truly believe that. My mental athleticism, I think we just invented a word and a term. We My did. My mental athleticism enabled me to trump other people's physical athleticism. And it made me beat, I know for a fact, I beat guys that I had no no business beating. I, even as of today, I haven't been competing in mixed martial arts. I haven't been training in mixed martial arts over 10 years. I know people that have been training that I fought that have been training you know, decades longer than me that I was able to beat just because I found one more step, one more breath, one more ounce of energy to just keep pushing harder and longer than them until they physically broke. 
And then once once you once you physically and mentally break, it's tough to come back from. It's like the it's like the red line. It's the point of no return. And if anybody's getting anything from what I'm gonna say, I want them to really really take it take hold of this. Don't redline your life mentally. Don't redline your life mentally. If you feel like you're getting overwhelmed, take a deep breath, take a step back, and just go to a dark room and find something positive, something uplifting, some memory, something that can uplift you so you can get back down to that green level and then start working from them. Because no matter how hard, how struggle is going to be, whether it's you know weight loss, physical, you can always come back if you don't redline. And you know, and, and you know, just, 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 and that, that to me, that was that was huge because I could have been here if I'd have stayed on that that track and being on on physically fit. I could have had a heart attack. I could have been, I could have been dead. I could have been because I was, I was on that verge. I was like, I look back at pictures four or five years ago, and I don't even recognize that person. And I'm talking about even when I was fighting, I fought five fights at heavyweight. I had five heavyweight fights where I had to cut down to make two sixty five. And I fought as low as 170. So it's not that, it wasn't like that I'm, I did something that was just, I just made that decision that my life was more important and that mental decision was the most important decision. That's, that's, that's awesome. I love that. You know, it's, uh, again, you know, going back to the belief that if you have a, a mental and a, and a physical breakthrough, you're ultimately just going to be your most authentic self. You're going to be your best self. And becoming your best self allows you to live your best life in abundance. So talk to us. You had such a tremendous breakthrough mentally, physically. What has that given you in your life? Oh, man, my mental breakthrough has given me peace. It's given me true, true peace. True peace that I'm comfortable now with who I am. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm comfortable with my falls because if I raise my hand and say I'm not gonna fall again, then that's just that's just that's just stupidity on my part. Life, if you look at the uh, echogram, right, the the card, it's up and down, right? It's up and down. If you're flatlined, if you're straight, that's a bad thing. And you gotta realize that we're gonna go through ups, we're gonna go through downs. That's what life's about. We're gonna we're gonna have our falls, but like you said, every time that chart goes up, is you got back up from it. So for me, it's given me peace to know that I'm not perfect. I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. But I have to not just make those mistakes multiple times. I have to learn from it. I have to have to value what's important in life and not get caught up in the whole materialistic things because if I'm just working to just accumulate material things and, and take fancy trips and do all these luxuries, then that's not, that's not really giving back to the, to the, to the life, to the, to the gift of this life because I think life's a passion life's a gift life life has a way of like I tell you earlier like humbling you and for me that's what this whole mental clarity is giving me a peace to know that I'm proud of who I am but I'm proud of where I'm going because it's not it's not, not the end that's that's awesome you just you just inspired me <laughs> oh, no, so two more questions for you you talked about you're excited about where you're going. I feel like life is really just getting started for you. What's next for Chuck Gordon? Oh man, I, I, I like to I like to set super super high goals, and uh, like uh, it's got to make people laugh. But I truly truly believe that my goal is to have one of the largest group fitness gyms in the world. And dude, I, when I started my gym, I didn't name it the Eddie Chuck Gordon Gym because it wasn't never about me. 
this whole journey was about building up a family, building up a community of people and transforming their mental aspect with fitness. Because a lot of times when people talk about fitness, they hate it. They say, they look at it like, oh, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But if fitness is fun, if you enjoy doing what you do, you do BJJ. That is intense and grueling, but you love it. You love it. And, and I want people to learn from a young age to love fitness and, and have a different relationship with it. And this way we'll be healthier as a, as a society. We'll live longer. We'll be able to have more time on this earth. And we'll be able to give back to our families. So that's my ultimate goal. I want to have a fit fam across the world. Puerto Rico, Mexico, Jamaica, everywhere in the world. Helping people with different sizes, shapes, colors, forms, doesn't matter. And showing people that we're a truly a community brought together by mental and physical fitness. And I feel like fighting was the ultimate vehicle that's going to set me up you know, for that. And I want to speak in every single country in this planet because if I can touch, shape, and change you know, one kid and sprinkle here, sprinkle there, and be a part of their story, a part of their legacy, then I'll truly be able to live on forever. That's awesome. That's amazing. And for the audience, none of you can see it, but we're sitting in FitFam New York and Eddie's gym. There's a class going on in the background. They're hitting pads. And I can tell you that the people that walked through the door looked pumped up and ready to go. So you're doing great things. Listen, I appreciate it, man. I, and, I, um, I'm just super grateful and humbled that you actually want me to be your first guest. You know, I, I, and I follow you too. So that's, that's the wild thing. Like when I see what you're doing, you know, traveling all over, literally probably just got home either tonight or yesterday. Today or yesterday, it's, it's like, it's wild. And this, that's just shows that you love what you do. I, I can tell from your passion. And to me, you know, you never have to work a day in life. You can find something that you love to do. Thank you very much. Um, very humbling. So thank you. Final question. Uh oh. Final question. I'm going to give you a box. And inside of this box, you're going to put one gem, one life lesson, one piece of information, and you're going to give this box to the world. So when you're long gone, the rest of the world can know this one life lesson. Wow. What is it? That's tough. It's, I'm going to go with the first thing that came into my mind. I will put in this box, the life lesson I would say is live your life, but don't be so selfish you don't share your gift with the world. Because I truly believe that every single person on this planet, we're not here by accident. We're here for a purpose and we all have a gift. And the only reason why our gift is not shared with the world is because we didn't believe in ourselves enough. And the problem with our gift is that it comes to us easy. A lot of times people don't realize what their gift is because for them it's just super easy. You could be gifted at, at speaking, you know, do more speaking engagements. You could be gifted at writing, write more books. You could be a gifted, you could be in the life of the party at your go into acting, start your own YouTube channel. Don't think that it's too late. Give the world your gift. The richest place on the world is a cemetery. So many gifts, so many unwritten books, movies, stories are just there. And if that box, if that box can be let out to the world, Please live your life, but don't be selfish. Share your gift. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Eddie Truck Gordon, entrepreneur, elite athlete, and overall just amazing human being. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, man. You're very humble. I need you around more often. <laughs> <laughs>